thank you. All good, excellent. So we're going to be talking today about inside environments. Um, and it's funny because we were having a chat, weren't we, back before we recorded this, and there was so much to talk about. And I always think of you as being sort of a specialist, really, in outside environments. Like, I know that's your huge passion, but actually, so I feel like I've learned a lot about that. But there's so much to think about with inside environments as well. There, yeah, there's absolutely loads. And they're sometimes a little bit of forgotten area, or they're an area where everything, we're like, oh, we've got to try and cover everything from the EUIFS in one small space, or even in a bigger space, or in one room. So, we, so inside environments tend to get and this is why we go into into settings isn't it where where people say come and look at our environment and let's all, all have a chat together because we can look from different points of view so but from the early years point of view quite often they're really cluttered and things have sometimes just been there just because they've always been there and that box on the top has got something in yeah. and if it was in your house you go oh, I must sort that and get it done it's funny because you said about going into settings and we've done this haven't we? we've gone into settings and because it's not our setting we can view it much more objectively and so we go in and we go well why have you put that there and they'll go I don't know. Hadn't even thought about that because you're so used to how things look that it almost becomes the norm, and then you don't see where the changes are possible. So it's nice going in with our own sort of fresh eyes, isn't it, and seeing things very differently. It, and it is. And it's the same. And if people come into my setting, I'm always, you know, when we do our when we do our sort of training and setting, I'm like, oh, you know, if there's anything you see that you think, oh, do you know what? That's that's what's the purpose of that? I mean, it's same as outdoors. I mean, don't ever have anything in the inside without a purpose. So you need to know why it's there, what it's doing there. And again, you know, like a sort of a little bit of a thing, you can go in and, and say all the babies are there and they might not have clothes on. Well, if you're doing safer practicing, you always yeah. want pants on your babies, you know, following the N NSPCC pants, you know, like sort of we want pants on those babies and we want them dressed. So everything, you know, I know that from baby massage where it's like we've got the baby completely dressed and you're doing that role model of, and really what you want the outcomes to be is what your environment inside needs to be really so yeah really and we were talking earlier what, you know what's your greatest resource in in any environment and what what was it that we always say well, for that it is it, it's it's just you isn't it it yeah. is the person who's interacting with those children and that and that's really really paramount that you could have a completely empty room and just you and that's part of one of our training courses that we do as well isn't it and it's yeah. a really really powerful piece and it's just like actually you've just got nothing and just you and how confident would you be just to interact and just to listen because the children have got such amazing ideas that you can make something out of nothing and I think that's quite quite sort of on the point there now with we're gonna have we're having to take lots of things out of settings so yes. you know not the cuddly toys least yeah. amount of toys that you can have you know um sort of play-doh as well you know one for one child and you know we've got loads to think about resources at the moment but i think don't be afraid you know if you haven't got those resources you normally have don't be afraid because actually you're you are the biggest resource you know we and yeah, and on that point, really, we would say, when we, you know, you have to have to address the elephant in the room. You have to say to the children in your care why things look different. You know, it's and again, we are skilled communicators. You know, we are trained to communicate with children, and I think it's really important because children will notice those changes. So it's important to explain why without 
we don't want to scare children, but we also mustn't patronise them and, and think that they don't need to know these things. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a really, that's a really key point. Just be honest. Just be like, right, okay. No child is going to come in there not knowing about the virus or knowing about anything. So, and if they do, then it's it's really good for their education that they understand a bit more because they'll all be washing their hands more as well. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, really important to point out. Yeah, things are different, and we've got look, but we've got this and we've got that, and we can you know the more you can play outside. To be honest, at the moment, the better. But your inside environment is quite good to be reduced it's really good to be really reduced because there is always so much stuff you know that actually is it's not that beneficial we don't have that much stuff if you walked into a house and it had that much stuff you'd you'd be like whoa I need to sort this overwhelming and also we were saying we're children who are perhaps a bit you know hypersensitive so children that you might have in your setting and actually you know less is more for those children so it is just being mindful of the amount of stuff and the clutter and again not just not just in eye line it's looking up it's looking higher um and and just being aware of what and and things on walls you know sometimes we we make our settings look so lovely and we celebrate children's artwork and but it's just being aware that for some children that actually might be really difficult for them to process and then that's going to lead to quite a bit of distress yeah we were saying about that weren't we with like we have plants in our setting and we have lavender and um different herbs and things like that and and for lots of children that's absolutely fine but actually for some children that sense is overwhelming so just again it's just knowing your children but you know the more you can get a bit of the the outside inside you know and and sort of have those natural resources the better really that makes such a well you were just saying about acoustics better weren't you so what you told us to do at our setting and you know just thinking about thinking about acoustics and thinking we we know that you know children listening is a skill that children need to develop it doesn't just happen it's a skill we all need to learn and actually if you've got very high ceilings um the acoustics of that mean that a lot of the sound gets sort of lost up high into the building so it's harder for children to hear what you're saying if you've got hard floors hard tables just putting a glass or or a bowl or or a something on a table without a tablecloth again that's quite a distracting sound it's, it's distracting for all children but if you've got children who've got glue ear or other types of hearing loss it's really important that you try and manage the acoustics and so it's little simple things you can do like you're saying becky is netting to sort of lower your ceiling um cushions you know cushions and rugs will absorb, and tablecloths will absorb the sound obviously at the moment that's really difficult but in terms of tablecloths even if it's that the sort of the, you know the white clean stuff yeah. that you that will help to deaden the sounds of things being put on tables and that's you know that's easily cleaned isn't and it? also it's washable as well we've got that all the yeah. time so, so it's yeah. probably cleaner than the table really so yeah. and the netting as well the thing we've done with the netting um and it brings the lights out so we've got fluorescent lights which we know in quite a lot of countries are banned <laughs> yeah they're such a horrible lighting and you can get really nasty migraines and headaches from it as well so it's really not a great idea so if you have again like we say you've got to work with what you've got we we haven't got loads of money to spend on loads of stuff so we've put the net in and then we've put fairy lights all in in amongst that safely sort of put them all the way around and 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 then actually when we do the courses there as well it's everybody comes in and they're like oh this is lovely it's like being in italian in an italian oh, restaurant yeah. or like oh, just in... you said don't, don't underestimate the power of a fairy oh light. yeah don't <laughs> underestimate the power of a fairy light because it's just is it's just so subtle but actually it makes 
such a difference and you know and you don't need also sometimes you don't need the light on I think the lighting inside is really really important because you look at the dappled colors and the differences you get when you go outside you don't want to just a glaring light so you can get like those safe lights for children that are like the little like lamps that stand in the corner and things like that think about all of those things as well because that makes a huge difference and sets yeah, the atmosphere Yes, we were just saying, weren't we? You know, how, how does your environment feel to you? And it, I think, you know, when you walk into somebody's house and you go, oh, it just feels really nice in here, isn't it lovely? You, you know, take the time in your environment. And again, at the moment, we know it's different and we know it's difficult. But go into the environment and, and, and just stand and think, how does it feel? What you know? And if it feels sometimes it can feel a bit prickly, and you think, what's that all about? And it could be that somebody's having a bad day or that there's been some conflict. You know, remembering that actually the adults are the biggest influencer in the environment, aren't they? So oh, it's, hugely so, yeah. Just being aware of the atmosphere. And if something doesn't feel right, then it won't feel right to the children either. So yeah. you need to try what's going on and and it, you know you you know if you walk into anywhere you know like you said before about the elephant in the room with others it's like yeah. it is that elephant in the room it's like you've got to address it because that is your environment that is your you know yes. you, you wouldn't stay there as an adult if you had a choice if that if you went in somewhere and it felt not very nice well well the children don't have a choice they come you know they're dropped off and they come so that's where they're in so it's even more important to make sure that they come in and they feel that that they really belong there and they've got ownership so again we always plan that environment with the children and ask them what they want to be and it I think the biggest thing here is it can be changeable and it can be you know changes can always be put back if you think oh it doesn't it doesn't work and you will all have different ideas but actually it can be changeable and the more that you can sort of the children can make it their own the better really so yeah like you said it's being very aware of, of not keeping things as they are because that's how it's always been well we've always had the home corner over there yeah you know, but, but nobody's playing in it so it's not working you know yeah it, just really thinking critically isn't it about it. what's working what's and what's not working and how do you know it's not working and how do you know it is working that's it, isn't it? Questions. and everything for that purpose nancy stewart had um for early education she, she had a brilliant she did a great course and she did a really brilliant tracking for that so you would just track where the children are and where are the empty spaces so where are the spaces that the children aren't using mm. you know and actually when you, you you look at that and you see what what are the hot spots and what aren't they using so so a little bit different in the moment because we might be working in different spaces and having those spaces but even if you're in those smaller spaces together try for it to be really engaging and and really decluttered i would say that's the main thing just don't be afraid to declutter stuff yeah absolutely good message for the day <laughs> all right take care bye, bye. bye.